I'm nervous because there's so much here that I don't want to miss too much. Obviously, Jesus is talking in this parable of the tenants, the messenger sent to the tenants, the prophet sent, the son finally sent to the tenants looking for fruit, looking for the tenants to be faithful and giving what, was, what they were supposed to give, and they kill the son. And I hope not to get lost, but um, gosh, there's so much because this is a great story, isn't it? Nice story, great, great story, Jesus. Except he's talking about himself. He's talking about himself. He's talking about the Pharisees, which they actually recognized in that moment when he told the story. And then you combine it with the story of Joseph in the Old Testament, which is like a 4,000-year-old story, by the, well, 2,000 by this time, of, of Jesus, which in itself is a nice story. Great story, you know? Twelve sons of Jacob, you know, they betray Joseph, the youngest, the favorite. They take his Technicolor dream coat, which was the play Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. They take his coat, they rip it, whatever, and... Lo and behold, Joseph becomes the, the steward of all of Egypt's wealth and resource because of his dreams. Boy, that's a great story by itself. Boy, that's amazing. And they put volume one and volume two together, Old Testament, New Testament, the whole story, like, wow! Like, it's Joseph was like, it's the story of Jesus before Jesus. Like, it's the story of the, of the son of the tenant, the landowner being sent to the, the, the other tenants. Like, the son being sent and the son being killed and sold for, well, I mean, in the Old Testament it was 20 pieces of silver. In Jesus' story it was 30. I mean, that's inflation maybe. I don't know. But like, there was, it was, it's just always been told, this echo of, of God preparing the way so that when it happened, we might recognize it. That's why the psalm, another moment of telling the same story again, the Old Testament is like, don't forget Joseph, don't forget, don't forget Joseph. Psalm 105, remember the marvels the Lord has done so that when the fullness of time comes, you'll recognize him doing that salvation once and for all time. I hope you can, sometimes like, I don't get the Old Testament. How do I read the Old Testament? In light of the new, in light of Jesus Christ himself. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a great story by itself, but it makes even more sense when you put the, the two keys together. It's like, wow, there's a lot here. And if this, as if that weren't enough, there's um, also you got like even the psalm. The psalm is like telling about Joseph, but it's also telling about Jesus, the King God sent and released him, the ruler of all peoples, set Christ free from the chains of death. He made him Lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions. So Jesus is that mediator between God and man. God raised him up. Anyway. The only other thing I want to say is that there's this mystery throughout salvation history, from the very beginning to the present, that God works through tenants. God leases his vineyard to tenants. Why would he do that? I don't know. But from Adam and Eve, all creation entrusted to Adam and Eve, to then salvation entrusted to the Jews and the Pharisees and leaders, God always works through tenants. And he expects much from them, and he's always kind of disappointed Gosh, you know, Adam and Eve, they didn't produce the fruit that they were supposed to. In fact, they were lured to take the, the fruits, the inheritance that was you know, promised to someone else. They said, no, you will be like God's. We'll be like God's the way we want to be like God's. We don't need the owner to give it to us. We're going to take it for ourselves. And they sinned. They didn't trust that they were going to be like God's one day anyway in Jesus, in themselves, but they, they couldn't wait. So they seized it for themselves. Let us make the inheritance our own. And then in Jesus' story, referring to the Pharisees, perhaps, or the elders of the Jewish people, 
This is the heir, they think foolishly to themselves. Come, let us kill the heir and acquire his inheritance. They seized him and threw him out, whatever. Well, they were going to receive the inheritance if they just would have waited. But no, no, they want to receive it their way. They want it to be their way. And I'm just stuck with when Jesus says, so what do you think the owner will do with those pitiful tenants? And the people say, well, he will put those wretched men to a wretched death. And I would have said, he will be the tenant himself. He's realized he can't depend on people anymore. He'll just be the tenant himself. He will run the farm all by himself. And instead, Jesus says, and the people agree, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you, Jewish leaders stuck in your old ways, and be given to a people that will produce its fruit. What is that people? You with me? What is that people? It's the church. Jesus is saying right here, it's the, I'm going to entrust all my inheritance, all my harvest, all my kingdom to another, a new people, the people of the church. And they better make it bear fruit. They better learn from the ways of the past and not do what the previous people did. But I'm still entrusting it to the people, to the bishops, the pope, the priests, the laity, to parents. I, don't know, I, just, I want to make sure we get this, like this idea, like, no, I'm, what, I can go right to God. I can, I, my relationship is between me and God. I don't need anybody else. He keeps doing this, so I have to be not surprised to find the kingdom of heaven entrusted to human beings, tenants, a people that's hopefully producing its fruits. And sometimes we ourselves, St. Paul would say, it is no longer I who live, but Christ himself, the Son, alive in me. And just as Jesus was rejected when he presents the truth, sometimes we experience that same rejection. The church experiences that same rejection. We can't be afraid of it. We're still the people the Lord has entrusted to be his own. We just ask for a renewal of the awareness of how God has been preparing us for this. We realize we're going to do the Stations of the Cross after Mass today, and we, we ponder the mystery that death has a role to play. Christ's death has a role to play. Our own suffering has a role to play, but we want to be the faithful people entrusted with the treasures of the kingdom of heaven and nothing less. And like St. Paul says, we hold these treasures in our broken vessels of clay. And that's okay, because that has always been the way of the church, the vessel of clay which holds divine treasures. We ask to be faithful in distributing those same treasures today as always. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.